Welcome to Mouthing Off with Olivia. Hey guys, it's Olivia Caridi from The Bachelor, the girl with probably the biggest mouth you've ever seen. But now I'm using my huge mouth to talk really smart things with my favorite reality stars, influencers, YouTubers, you name it. They're going to mouth off too. Bam. This is Mouthing Off with Olivia. Okay, guys, we're hearing from Balake for the second time. Yeah, that's true. I have been on this. I, I've been, in, I was an OG. Yeah. But things were so much better back then. So much. Wow. wow. Life was completely different back then. You really went from the loved of the world to uh, the fall from grace, if you will. Yeah, it happens. I tell you what, you don't you don't stay on top very long in Bachelor Nation. Oh, you really, really don't. That was one of my questions, actually, was, uh, hey, wait, no. Skipping ahead, not, skipping. no, 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 no. Okay, so if you haven't listened to the episode with Blake from, uh, gosh, that was a long time ago. When was Becca's season? Oh, it was 2019. Oh, so it wasn't that long. Okay, well. Wait, was it? Or was it 2018? I think it was 18. Oh my God. It might've been 18 when you were, cause Brandy was living here. Right. And she hasn't been there for at least no. a year. Oh my God. That might've been, that one of my probably first podcasts. I feel like I I had done. Cause we were just, you were here in Denver visiting yeah. Brandy. And we hopped in like her, like, <laughs> like her, her like, apartment, yeah. like hangout room or whatever. <laughs> but obviously like we don't really need to talk about bachelorette with becca minus the fact that everyone wants to know if you're gonna go for her now that she's single god, my dms are like it's like god people so <laughs> are you easy. no no come no. on yeah you want that tea don't you, you want i mean that. i'm gonna ask no i mean listen me and becca are friends and you know we've we always had like a good relationship like i you know we never were like angry at each other or whatever like i always find it so immature when like people are mad at the lead, you know, like, yeah. you know, it's a show and everything. So like, we've always been friendly and everything. So it's, yeah, but no, it was funny because I was actually just catching up on paradise clips just to make sure I remember everything. And there was a moment Christina left you and you were like, this takes me back to Becca days. And I was like, yeah, still there. It's still, I mean, oh yeah, it was, it was obviously super hard. Um, but I don't know, like I'm a different person. Than I was two years ago, you know, that's like a weird thing. Yeah. So or was it almost three years ago now? So yeah, that's like a weird thing to think back. People are like, you and Becca, you know? And I'm like, listen, like we're com both of us are completely different people than we were two years ago, you know? So you're not going to shoot your shot. <laughs> no, I'm not going <laughs> to shoot my shot. <laughs> oh, that's funny. But I'm assuming, have, maybe did you reach out to her when the news came out of the breakup or anything like that? Or are you guys not like that kind of friend? Um, No, I did. Yeah, I did reach out to her and say, you know, like keep your head up, that kind of thing. I do have a couple questions about like, if we can go back to after The Bachelorette, right, before things took a tumble, mm -hmm. you probably left that whole experience, right, like kind of on a high. Like, world loves you. Ladies love you. You're like, yeah, paradise. Hell yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. So, to, to, so I remember thinking, like, at the time, like, I like in the back of my head, I always knew I was going to paradise. You yeah. know, it was like everybody would ask me and I was like, maybe, maybe, but like, as I got closer and closer and closer, it was like, I'm, yeah, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. You know, I never would say it, but like, I knew in the back of my head, I was going to do it. Um, I was excited. That's the crazy thing. I was, I was excited for paradise, even though going in, I knew what the kind of what the storyline was going to be. Not nearly as much as it was, Okay. but I was still like excited because yeah, I had my, you know, I, I was interested in Hannah G. Um, and I was just interested in getting down there. I'd heard so many good things about paradise like i remember calling raven and adam like a week before and i was like guys i want to be what should i expect and they're like oh my god it's the best time of your life and i 
Oh, and it was not. Let's just say it was not the best time of my life. Well, okay. Was there any part of you, you were open about you struggle with anxiety that was even like kind of a mini storyline on Becca's season. Was there any part of you that was like, okay, I have this anxiety. Like maybe I shouldn't open myself up again to public warfare. No, I was freaking ignorant and doe-eyed, um, which was stupid looking back. But you know, like Bachelorette, yes, it was hard for me, but I think... The reason it was so hard for me too is because I have such a I had such an early connection with Becca. True. So like I knew early at the first date, so I knew early that I was going to be into her. So it became harder and harder for me as I went by. I went down. You know, I had to watch her fall in love with another man. Well, and when you have the first date, then it, then it's like there's a hundred weeks go by before you have another yeah. one. Exactly, and that was going to be like I feel like that's a lot of usually the first dates or whatever that's their storyline usually is like watch them slowly lose their minds you know like, and if I we do was, i thought we were in love but now he's in love with 87 other people exactly so you know and i now i have obviously a lot of empathy for people who have those like first couple dates because i know what it's like yeah so but going into paradise i was like this would be completely different because like i can you know i meet somebody we hit it off she doesn't have to go on other we dates we can spend you know? time <laughs> yeah so i was like oh i'll be i'll be just fine you know i'll be it won't be the same as bachelorette um, yeah, it didn't go as planned. To preface the triangles that occurred on the show, let's just go through what was actually happening romantically in your life before Paradise. So you had been like kind of sort of trying friends slash a little bit more with Christina. Yeah, so that that was, we were hanging out like November honestly no actually it was before that like october to like december of 2018 like we were hanging out like she came to denver yeah. i came out to la and so like we were legit like hanging out dating and then never like exclusive or like you know whatever official on fb or oh. whatever. yeah <laughs> but yeah we were super into each other and it didn't work out um multiple reasons but it just it didn't work out but yeah of course you know if i was in la We'd text, we'd go out for drinks, not intending to go home together. We didn't know going home together. So it was like three or four times, you know, throughout the next like seven months where we just happened to be in the same, you know, whatever, how it works, you know. But you guys were on the same page as far as like, we're not exclusive with each other. 1000%. Okay. Yes, yes. So then what was it? It came out. Colton set you up with Kaylin. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I guess you could call it setting up. Like I was with Colton. Uh, I want to see we were in Aspen um, and he was FaceTiming. Uh, with Cassie oh I, and, yeah, yeah you know yeah. Kaylin and Kaylin and Cassie were like BFFs then and you know we just like she he like was like because you know Colton was like here meet Kaylin so that Kaylin and Cassie will hang out every fucking second of right, every right, day right. <laughs> yeah yeah so it was one of those so yeah and we just you know started chatting um here and there from there mm -hmm. but then maybe that one wasn't as clear as far as I guess not on her end, you know, I mean, it's very, that's a strange thing to me because the entire time we were, you know, talking, she wanted to be bachelorette. Like she was asking me <laughs> how to become the bachelorette, like who she was going to interview with, what kind of questions she could expect, all of that kind of stuff. So yeah, it was a bit of a shock when all of a sudden she turned around and said that we were exclusive. Like I was like, what? what? Like I mean, I'll never forget watching it and watching my jaw because I watched it a couple of days early, you know, yeah. my jaw just dropping like what? So yeah, I mean, that's what's crazy to you didn't know maybe the level at which she was going in on you. No, on when beach. I was down there? Yeah. Mm -mm, not at all. Um, and I listen, I want to preface this with saying like she got 
manipulated a whole bunch too of course you know they wanted her to yeah they wanted her to say certain things um but no i so she never said anything to my face like the only interaction we had was that little blow up that she had on me where you saw me the whole time like <laughs> i didn't realize you know, my mouth wide open <laughs> yeah, yeah um but no i had no idea the other thing she was saying woof they, they made sure i very very you know they made sure that i didn't know what she was saying well, okay, so Kaylin had said things like um, the two of you were talking about skipping out on Paradise and being exclusive with each other. No? No, no. Okay. And if that was ever something we talked, it was in February, you know? And like maybe hard eyes back then, but yeah, it was, and it was like changed. Yeah. And listen, I think Kay, like I was like, I was like a, very attracted to Kaylin and like we did have conversations and stuff, but yeah, it never was to where it was like boyfriend, girlfriend. But I'm just like, okay, so you, you're in Batch Nation more than I am. And you probably know how fast gossip travels. Like, mm -hmm. how did you think you could get away with going to Stagecoach and like being with people from the same kind of time of yeah. the same show? I mean, show? honestly, because everybody in Batch Nation fucks. Everybody has sex with each other. So like, I know people down there on that beach who had had sex with each other. Most people just have enough respect not to say any, you know, talk on national television about somebody else's sex life. So that was what it was shocking to me. I was being like, wait a minute, you've had sex with him and you had sex with her. Like, I remember there was an interview Raven did with Lauren Zima where she, the great Lauren Zima, you know, she was like, who do you think um, has slept with the most people in matrination? Of course, it was like during all that's so Raven was like, oh, Blake, for sure. I bet I don't even crack the top five women, let alone the men in that sleep with around imagination, you know? So that was really frustrating. I just felt like such a scapegoat. Okay, so before we get into all that stuff, I do want to touch on Hannah G. So the way you speak about it, you actually went into Paradise like wanting to date Hannah G. Yes. I mean, I was, yeah, like we had obviously talked um, and I was super excited to like really get to know her and stuff. Yeah, a thousand percent. And then you went to Birmingham too and just talked. So I went to Birmingham. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I went to Birmingham for literally like 12 hours. Um, and that was to tell her about um, everything at Stagecoach. Like I wanted to be open and honest with her so that she wasn't blindsided on the beach, you know? So I was trying to do that. Now that was, a, you know, thinking, looking back, like looking back, obviously 2020, like there's a lot I could have done differently, but like at the time I was, didn't care about anything other than like her. I wanted to, yeah, I didn't want to like, have her be blindsided or like you know so i wanted and that's why i told caitlin about christina and christina about caitlin like i just didn't want everybody to get down there and have them blah, 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 right blew up in my face um but yeah so i i didn't go down there in intentions of like planning paradise i just didn't want her to get blindsided down there because i knew that she was into me and stuff and i don't know trying to do so many things right like i was trying to do the right thing i think thing, you were so trying times. to manage like so many little fires and it was yeah it just it just blew up you know and it in a lot of ways, I deserved what happened, you know, now some of it, not all of it, but like, yeah, like I just, yeah, I just got ahead of myself and I was like all in on Hannah, but I think that hurt, obviously hurt Kaylin and Christina. Did you tell production all of this? Like, how did you, you said something at the beginning of this episode where you said, um, I knew what the storyline was going to be. I just didn't know. Like, so you, you had a feeling that that was going to be the story. Well, I knew production knew about Stagecoach. Yes. Like, I knew that. But by the way, Caitlin was talking to me days before and Christine, like, I didn't think it was going to be a big deal. Like, I thought it was going to be like a one day, like, blah, blah, blah. And the girls being like, yeah, but who cares? It was just sex. You know? Okay. Um, now, obviously, that was also me being ignorant, though, knowing, like, come on, like, the producers are going to, like, do their thing, you know? So that's on me again. Um, 
but yeah, I guess I just went down there. I trust, I trusted everybody <laughs> when I really should have trusted nobody, no. but I ended up trusting everybody. I know it, but the heart, the thing is, and this is why people who come out of the bachelorette or bachelor and trust the show. So, cause I got like, you know, the show never fucked me over. No, we were trusting because yeah. And I was exactly, and they knew that and they used that against me. Um, and I'm not the first and I won't be the last, you know, like there'll be always be people coming off the bachelorette who, or the bachelor who are like, why, you know, that happened to you, but they could never happen to me. That would never happen to me. And that's where I was. That's where I was. Um, and yeah, I mean, like I said, I was doe eyed and I trusted the wrong people. And, you know, I mean, I, I would say this, I went through four producers in the first three days because you know when a producer lies to you then you don't trust them anymore so you caught like them. four maybe five producers yeah, yeah yeah so they were just flying through producers for me like i'd be one in itm i'd catch them boom another you know another producer comes what do you in. mean catch them like it... not catch them but like they'd tell me one thing and then i'd leave the itm and it, something would blow up in my face and i'd turn around and be like what the actual you know like well sometimes the... you like you know, you'll talk in an ITM and then someone from the cast will come up to you and be like, they were just pushing this in an ITM. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, okay. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I remember the guys, I think it was the second row ceremony. One of the guys, I can't remember who it was, was like, tried to like be mad at me. He was like pissed at me. He's like, dude, all they're asking is about you in my ITMs. All they <laughs> yeah. want to do, You're taking all they my want, yeah, like all they want is me to talk shit about you. And I'm like, sorry, like, I, what do you want me to do about it? Like, this is clearly going to How do I the, change you know, this? This is yeah, going like, really against me. me yeah. Okay. So the first day you're, Kaylin hadn't gotten there first. So were you thinking maybe like, ooh, maybe she's not coming and I'll just avoid like that this could be okay? She was the last. She was the right. last. And that was on purpose. <laughs> so you were thinking like, maybe I can get away with this. Then she comes down and it's shown, shown that you like run to the bathroom. Mm -hmm. So how did that, how did all that work? So no, I'm, I always knew Kaylin was going to be there. Like I knew Kaylin was going to be there. Um, So it was not a surprise or anything. And I was, you know. It was just the last thing. Yeah. Was, yeah. Uh, but like, and I wasn't scared for her to come down, you know, like I wasn't because of the things she had talked about. So like, I wasn't nervous. I was like, oh, Kaylin, I went up, I hugged her. I said, hi, just like I did everybody else. But yeah, of course, you know, um, I, there was a moment halfway through the day. So especially day one, the logistics are just absolutely insane. There's so many cameras, so many people. So you can't just like randomly go to the bathroom, you know? So they were waiting, they were waiting. I was like, I have to be, I have to be. They're like, hold on, hold on. Then they're like, okay, you can go. So I booked it to the bathroom. I ran, sprinted to the bathroom and there was somebody in it. So I was pacing back and forth. They actually see me like grab myself because I was like trying not to pee myself. <laughs> and they let me go in. Um, and then I remember thinking like, it's so weird. There was a camera on me the whole time. And I was like, why are they filming me pacing at the bathroom like this is super weird little did i know as soon as i watched that part in the show they had me they dubbed over words over me saying like fuck shit you know or yeah. something and running up the hill and then pacing like i was upset kaylin was there it <laughs> definitely know? like totally looked like you're like oh i'm not gonna get away with this i'm gonna run to the bathroom and yada 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 so ridiculous and that's just yeah that's they want they had a narrative for me you know and so and i think that's the funny part is i think the show because i didn't do anything wrong down on that beach like I didn't like I didn't call somebody a bitch I didn't call you know I didn't so they had to almost edit me to be worse than I like as worse as possible so that it looked like I was a villain you know um so yeah that's and they did the same thing when Christina came down the stairs oh and then you like rolled your eye I think it was something like that <laughs> so you're like I oh. was ready. 
so that was i was running wind sprints me and clay were racing wind sprints and i finished wind sprint and i was like you know one of those and they edited it so that i remember that like exact that. clip because there's a part where you see christina come down the stairs and i'm sh- i'm have my shirt on and then they cut back to me and I'm with shirtless going. <sighs> Don't you love the the clothing uh, miscues that no one ever sees? I know. If you watch, well, I feel like we always see it. Well, obviously, we course. look through a different lens. Of yeah, course we but, do. And it was th- those edits. Listen, so like those edits, fine. Like they're upsetting, but okay. Like if you want me, you know, but like I get that's what you sign up for. Like, But that's also like that's where Frank inviting happens. That's where it's obvious because you're like, okay, so it's it's now clear that something was taken from somewhere else and put here to make this make more sense. And that is also frustrating because it's like, I didn't even string together these. So yeah, words. I had that happen. So they took an entire sentence and not just like words, but an entire sentence I said about Hannah G and moved it. So I said it about Tasha, and it made me look really bad. Mm -hmm. Like I was running from Tasha back to Hannah G back to Tasha or something. And I was just like, what the fuck? Like, God, I was, those first three episodes were so hard to watch for me because like, just, I I think I, I remember sitting down and writing, I think there was eight different edits and Franken bites within the first three episodes where I was just like, Oh my, like that didn't happen. That didn't happen. That didn't happen. And then it got better, obviously, because my storyline, thank God had kind of stopped by then. But, but then it's still like it never, you know, then it went into the whole like friendship rose thing and the Caitlin Clements yeah. thing. And yeah. I'll also- never get that. Like, I will never understand that because I went like, I'll never understand why I or anybody got hate during that because it was like, listen, like you're leading women on. Stop that. So I didn't give Caitlin a rose so that I wasn't leading her on. And then they're like, you're an asshole. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, you guys told me not to lead anybody on. You had told Caitlin, I'm going to give you the rose. And then Christina goes to you and is like, you're going to give me the rose. And immediately was like, okay, yeah, you're right. Like, yeah, I, I can't. I honestly, I didn't watch that because that was actually that episode was during the filming of After the Final Rose. So I didn't get to watch that episode. Oh, yeah. Well, that's how it looked, which like, yeah. who knows if that's, but it didn't make Christina look great either because then she came after Caitlin and mm-hmm. it was just like yeah. this whole thing. So, yeah, I, rem- I remember that was a really bad episode for Christina. But like what really happened, like I like said, I didn't watch, but what really happened was I did say that I was like, Caitlin, like you get my rose. And then Christina pulled me aside as a friend and was like, if you don't like her, don't give her the rose. Like you're leading her on. Like if you don't see yourself leaving, you know, her, with her, don't give her the rose. And I was like, fuck, you're right. You know? So it was more of like so a friend thing. Yeah. I was like, shit, okay. you're right. Like I, I think she's awesome. And like, I could sit down here and, you know, we could hang out, but like, I'm probably not going to date. Like she's awesome, but I'm probably not going to be boyfriend, girlfriend with her. So why give her a rose and lead her on? So Christina almost talked sense into me, you know, I don't know how it showed, but like, yeah, it, did, it didn't really look, it looked like yeah. she was trying to like save her Get ass or something. And that you were like owing her for mm, like, yeah, like she had given you the rose the week before or something. So something like that was, was how it looked. But there were things that afterwards where I was like, Oh God, this is just going to keep going well and and it was really hard for me i just felt like i never got an episode where i wasn't getting bullied you know like i felt like every episode somebody was bullying me on the you know or like they were bringing up something and so it was really hard for me the whole season and then after the final rose was a complete disaster as we said you went in for hannah g so i'm assuming day one you're like into hannah g did you guys have time together and then how the heck this was the thing you talked about on on your stories was you took Tasha on your first date 
So yeah. what was that like and what led to you not having Hannah as your date? So, um, so yeah, the first day, so she was the first one on the beach. I was the second one. So we got some time then to chat. Then I pulled her aside at another point during the day and, um, had chatted with her. Um, we had that, we had that like charcuterie board chat or whatever. They, they kind of edited that kind of funny with Will, but, um, so yeah. And it was clear, like other people could see it on the beach that we had a connection or whatever, you know? Okay. Um, but yeah, it was pretty clear. Like we, we had had a good amount of time the first day. So I about half not even halfway it was honestly no about halfway I realized I was like wait a minute like I think I might get the first date like I don't know why you could just get that feeling sometimes you know and like I could tell by the way they were like asking me certain questions in my ITMs and I was like I think I'm gonna get the first row or the first date card so I got the first date card super excited I was like take a hand G take a hand G went to the ITM did my you know how ITMs go like first half is like oh yeah got the how do you feel blah blah blah. and then they were like who you taking and I was like no they were like who are three people you would take on this date. So I said, Hannah G, Tasha, and I actually said Katie, Katie Mo at the time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I was like, those three, like we've had, you know, like I've had a lot of great conversations with all three of them. And like, this is like, it's fun. And Katie surprised me. She's an awesome chick. Like, I didn't know she was as cool and gorgeous. Um, but, I, but they're like, hey, who are you taking? I was like, I'm taking Hannah G. Okay. And they're like, okay. Left the ITM. Um, I knew something was being weird because all of a sudden I saw like three producers. So it was my producer then, and then three more producers slowly came over um and we sat on couches mm. and basically they were like but like Tasha, what about like what about Tasha? and i was like no she's awesome but like i want to i want to take Hannah g and they were like well but like everybody knows you're gonna end up with Hannah g everybody sees the connection they have you already know you have a connection with her that doesn't make any sense i mean honestly i would fall for it but that doesn't make any sense no. i feel hard for it i bet and they were like and this is no disrespect to Tasha. Tasha, i'm so excited she's oh, a bachelorette fuck yeah but no, I like, and she's going to make, she's such a, she's like a very strong and assertive woman. I think it takes a strong and assertive woman to be the bachelorette. So she's going to do great. But like, and I did, I was like, you know, the only other person I really see myself like get, being into and like having a connection with is Tasha. And they're like, okay, well, like, why don't you just give it a shot? Like, let's j- just take Tasha on this date. If it doesn't work out, Hannah G will be there. Like she'll be there and then you can go on a date afterwards. And, you know, I was still like, no, 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 no. Uh, and then how they really got me. And this is like an hour, hour and a half conversation. They really got me was when they said, the first date comes with a lot of pressure. They're like, if you go with Hannah G, you go with the person that everybody thinks you should go with, that America thinks you should go with, you're closing off opportunity and show, you know, you're being closed, yeah, closed off basically and not open to other relationships. And that to the other people on the beach, they'll just be, they won't be open to other relationships. They won't go on a date. Maybe they didn't think they should um, maybe, I think they use Chris and Crystal as an example. Mm. Like nobody saw that happening. And then, you know, they were open to the relationships and, and then that found, you know. And so I was like, then I started to feel bad. I was like, am I ruining this for other people? Like if I go with Hannah, like are oh people going to be closed God. off to other relationships? I know. I was just like getting just, you know, twisted. Absolutely and then clobbered. Yeah, out there. Oh, and then the third thing they finally said was, if you go with Tasha, we'll let you have time with Hannah G tonight and you can talk to her and tell her why you're taking Tasha. And I was like, okay, okay. Um, did you get And I did. I sat down, which I don't know if they aired that. But I sat down with Hannah G and I said. I don't think we saw that. Yeah, I don't think they even aired that. Exactly. They knew they weren't going to fucking air no. it. Yeah. That was just for you. Yeah, exactly. I sat down with Hannah G and I was like, Hannah, I want you to know, like, I am super interested in you, but I'm taking Tasha on this first date. I can't remember the reason I said it. I think I was said something about, I already have a strong connection or something, whatever. And yeah, that whole date with Tasha was great, but like, 
it was also like not it was in the back of my head it was always Hannah G was all, and that wasn't fair to Tasha. like that's what pisses me off too the producers took that from Tasha. like Tasha could have made a connection that night back at the you at know the whatever at house, the resort, resort thing yeah. instead of going on a date with me where i you know kind of knew that it that hannah was always going to be the one i pursued so it wasn't fair to Tasha. that's it was on my you know it's my fault and i'm an idiot but <laughs> it is what it is um but uh, i remember being at the end of that date with Tasha. um i was in an itm and it was the very end you know after the date and i remember the producer at the time was like is something wrong and i'm like yeah i should have taken hannah on this I date i was like fuck and then i just had a, such a horrible feeling um all night when i got home and all day the next day but the next day everybody's fine like hannah g was still like in talking to me and we were hanging out and Tasha, you know but then christina came and you were rolled your eyes you were so exasperated <laughs> and she go she gets when she goes to Tasha and says blocke Oh, this was after our date, though. Yes. That was after our after date. After yeah, the yeah. date. Yes. Um, she's like, Balake is a hoe. La, 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 la. So I'm just wondering, I mean, obviously from the outset, you probably got vibes like this could be really rough. But at what point were you like, shit? It was on the date with Christina. Oh, okay. It was on the when date she, with Christina. When you thought you're just going on a fun, happy-go-lucky date and she's yep. like, No yeah and it wasn't even like yeah because she she approached me um and was like hey like we're i know we're not romantic but like this is going to be a fun date would you want to just go as friends and i was like sure like, why not and again you know ignorant blake and i was like sure why not um and what was so weird is like the whole date we like rode go-karts or whatever and like it was a good date and it was super fun and she was like awesome friendly to me and then all of a sudden it was like Flip. boom yeah, I was just like, boom, game time. But let's talk. And yeah, it was just like, boom, game time. Let's fucking ruin you. Um, but what was really weird, even that watching it, like it was edited super weird because Christina wasn't like super angry at me. She wasn't. Like she wasn't like, you idiot, like you asshole. Yeah. She was like, why Caitlin? Like that's the only thing she cared about was why Caitlin. Okay. And so it was never like, she was never mad at me that I slept with somebody the night, the next at night. At stagecoach. Yeah, she was never mad at me. Well, for that was how like, it looked. For sure. I know. And that, that that's how they edited it. They tried to make it look that way. And if you watch it back, it was super weird. Like, because they edited a few, like, spliced things together. I got to watch just, it. Like, yeah, it was super weird. And I remember people watching me like, is she mad at him? What is she doing? Is she trying to, like, call him out? It's it just, weird. yeah. Yeah. But I was, I was a little angry with Christina at the time because we had been close friends. And, like, I was upset. I was like, I didn't, I don't want to lose you. And I don't even think they said that they showed this. But I was like, I don't want to lose you as a friend. Right. And I was like, are you into me? They did show this. I was like, do you like me? And she was like, no. And I was like, well, then what is the, the situation? I think what happened was the producers were like, listen, Christina, you got ran over by Dean last time. You know, he treated you like shit. You need to be a powerful, strong woman and you need to destroy him. You know, and so I think she went into the conversation like that. But then like halfway through was like, wait, we're, we're friends. Yeah. And he didn't really do anything super wrong. And like, uh, yeah. And she was like. I'm not, I don't know. It was a very weird conversation. Yeah. And I also have Facebook questions. <laughs> oh, do you? So Gina Stevenson said, how many times has his spinning a girl on the beach move actually worked? <laughs> Thousands of times. No, um, never on the beach. Never on the beach. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I love to dance and like spinning and flipping a girl at like a country bar. Yeah, girls love that. And girls I love, love that doing shit. that. And I love a girl who can spin me and can like 
get a spin and like dance you know it's like it works all it works both ways and i don't want to say works that's the wrong word for it but like i love to dance so like yeah and a girl like i love watching a girl who can dance like that is something that would be a good pickup line for me well there you go gina yeah there you go gina well here's how here's how another thing with christina worked so okay so kaylin she gets with dean and that that drama kind of goes away Tasha is with Derek. That drama kind of goes away for the most part. Mm-hmm. And then it you t- it takes a turn and it looks like you've just like completely committed to Christina. But the way it looked, it was kind of like, okay, I haven't, it hasn't worked with anyone. So I'm just going to try with Christina. So like, did you genuinely like commit to that in your head and heart? It's a good question. Cause and I, understand why some people like are like what the fuck like Blake went back to Christina right. like and even at the time it was it was hard for me so what a lot of people don't know is they actually came up to me and, and a lot of like Nicole other people came up still up to me at that point that was pretty late in it and they were like Tasha's still super into you like Tasha still wants to go on a date with you and I was like really <laughs> like, really um and they're like yeah she's like still super checked to you blah 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 and I was like okay um and so of course that became like the thing the producers were kind of like hinting at it like maybe you should ask you know take Tasha aside tonight and talk to her blah 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 and I was just like I don't know I don't I don't think I don't I don't see her like that like I at this point you know like I just don't like her like that and I was literally hey finally convinced me like just have a conversation with Tasha is this post uh Derek's breakup stuff yes okay Mm -hmm. yes Derek was gone by then and this was, but JPJ was at the time, I didn't really realize JPJ was that into her, but JPJ was talking to her. So, but they were like set, they set up, I can't remember what it was. They set something up for me. No, they do. They set something up for me and they're like, Hey, go grab Tasha. And I was literally starting to walk and I was like, no, like I'm, I'm not, you know, into Tasha like that. Like, you know who I want to take on this is Christina. Like Christina and what they didn't show a lot was Christina had my back a lot down there and we had some really deep, good conversations. They didn't show any of that. Um, and I was like, no, like, I want to take Christina. Like, I want to go talk to Christina. And yes, it did look like, and in a weird way, it was like all of a sudden, like a click. And I was like, like Christina's been here the whole time. Like, I've I've had a connection with Christina for a year. You know, like, why not? We've never been off all, all in. We've never been two feet in. We've already been one foot in, one foot out. Like, yeah, fuck it. Let's do it. But you've already had like feelings for each other. So it wasn't, I guess it just seemed, we've never seen exactly evidence yes. of y'all together. So it definitely just seemed like, oh, it seemed random as hell. <laughs> yeah. But like we had already dated for like three, four months, you know, and we had been on and off and super good friends for we, you know, for a long time. And so for a year. So it wasn't as weird as it seemed on the beach, but I remember being like, that looked like I was just like, oh, like Hail I'm going to try one last Yeah, person. I know. And I get that. So, but you know, that's, uh, yeah. And I, but I was really excited because I was like, oh my God, I've never been all in on Christina. Like I'm going to be all in on Christina and see how this goes. Like I was excited. Um, and it was, I was blindsided when she. Le- uh, that yeah, was literally was, my next question was you set up this. Well, you might not have set up this date, but you have a date with her and she just dumps you basically yeah. and is like, I can't get there with you. So Christina, the whole Christina was what I would be like if I ever went back on the show. Oh, okay. She had walls up so high. And she I remember there was a moment <laughs> looking back at it, she was so right. But there was a moment when they were having us like walk down the beach and having Jordan and Demi like talk shit about us as we walked by him. I don't know if you remember that skit. But I remember 
they asked me to do it and I walked by and walked back and they asked Christina to do it. And she was like, no, like, she's like, no, I know you're trying to do something. She's like, no. And they were like, okay. So Jordan and Demi came back or whatever. And then they were like, Christina, will you go walk over there to the pot, you know, the producers over there. Cause they just wanted the clip of her walking and then have them talk shit. So she mm. skipped, she was like skipping and she skipped Love back it. and I was laughing. I was like, what are you doing? She's like, if I walked, they'll make it look like I'm sad. And I was like, relax you know i was like cool down they're not gonna do something like that Dang. and sure enough she was so right like she had her walls up she knows she knew and she had her walls up a lot and I, it's in that environment the only way to have it really work is to have walls down you know yeah. like i as much as happened to me i still think you can find love in that crazy environment i fall in love i've seen people fall in love but in order to do that you have to be completely vulnerable and you have to just trust um and so yeah christina is kind of like me you know now you know yeah. she like had her walls <laughs> up she didn't trust anybody she jaded so now. <laughs> yeah and I could feel those walls a lot down there and I kept trying to break them down trying to break them down you know it was like two or three days where we were like hanging out but I set up a really cute date I did I wrote a date card out and I like, gave it to her um, and I was super excited we were, I can't remember exactly what it was we were gonna like play something or something and she came walking in and I saw her face and, and I was you're like, like oh, oh no. no, again, you know, I was like, not another one. I was like, geez. I feel like part of your, your like sadness was obviously not only like she's saying, I don't want to do this with you, but like at that point, you're probably just so fucking exhausted. Oh. This has been like the worst experience. <sighs> like just yeah. cut me a break. Yeah. That's exactly what it was like. I mean, it was, it was the, yeah, like the, the peak of just everything there's like the straw that broke the camel's the, back the yeah tears exactly. were literally just like okay this is what this experience has been and i was really like hoping to leave paradise with somebody like i was i was hoping to be in a relationship and so it was just could you have seen leaving in with in a relationship with her with christina yeah in fact i said because one of the things that. she said was because she said she's like i don't trust this environment um like, I don't want to leave, be forced in a relationship and leave here. And I was like, okay, like, let's just take it incredibly slow. Like, let's leave, still date or whatever, you know, in real life. Um, but yeah, I, I could tell she was having trouble because when she walked into that date, she already, you could tell she was crying. So like, she had already been crying in her ITM, you know? So yeah, it, it was, yeah, it was just like the culmination of everything. And like, I just like felt like I couldn't catch a break down there. Okay. So let's, let's talk post-show the texts. Mm-hmm. Walk me through the process that you went through when it came to deciding to release those, right? So, like, did you weigh pros and cons or, like, how did you get to the point where you were like, yeah, I got to do this? Yeah, I weighed, God, I talked to so many people. I weighed so many options. It was the last thing I wanted to do. It really mm -hmm. was. But it was the only thing I could do. And there were, it was like, mm, I don't even know if I aired this or not because I didn't watch it. But, you know, Chris Harrison, we were right after the final or whatever, the reunion show. He was like, everybody in Bachelor Nation told you not to do it. Why'd you do it? I was like, the fuck? Like, no. Like, half of Bachelor Nation was like, yes, do it. And most people were like, release everything. They were like, release every text message you ever had with her. Like, there were multiple people. And um, I didn't. I had, I had everything screenshotted, thank God. You know, I go back and forth. I'm glad I didn't do it. But I think it would have been a little clearer you know, but whatever. I didn't do it. I just released the ones that were her lies. Like I, I just, released I think those. the, the most egregious one was the basically, I think it was her just saying like, Oh, if, if they make it a big deal down there, like it's not a big deal. 
she said it's not a big deal unless we make it a big deal that's what she told me yeah because i remember being like god we're fucked like what were we thinking and she was like no no no, it's not a big deal unless we make it a big we deal everything this. will be fine yeah. yeah and the whole thing like it's just sex nothing more nothing less like if you had watched the show you know the way it was edited you'd be like I thought they were dating. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I they were thought in a relationship. They were betrothed. They were, you know? yeah, exactly. I thought they were married. <laughs> so it was, yeah. I mean, there were a ton of other things, you know, and but I tried to just release the ones that were clearly shown on the show to not be true, you know. I mean, you went dark after you released those, but like, what was your social media like when you when you posted those stories? Because I remember that. So I had given my phone. So I watched the episodes, the first two episodes, Friday. No, no, Saturday morning. I watched the first two episodes. And that's when I started to make my phone calls because I, I saw what the... I remember the producer who was with me towards the end of the show and everything. She called me and I could hear it in her voice. She was like, it's going to be bad. She's like, it's not going to be good. And that's when I... Because even her saying that, because she was always very positive. You know, I talked to her for a month post filming and she was like always positive. Like, it's not going to be as bad as you think. It's not going to be as bad as you think. Oh, I heard the same shit. And I was like, nope. Mm-mm. I was like, this is not happening. I'm not going to let her sit here and lie. I'm not going to let the show do this. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. And I started calling other producers and I started calling other people machination. And I, um, I was looking for a reason. Like, honestly, I was hoping, looking for a reason for somebody to tell me not to. And there was maybe like two people that told me not to obviously Dean being one. Yeah. Um, but even he was like, I understand like she, you know, she, she messed up. And so it was, it was the hardest decision I've ever, I had, I've never had a panic attack before. I had a full blown, I was breathing in and out of a paper bag. I was, I was on my, at my parents' house in the mountains. I was laying on the deck, basically in my underwear, yelling for my mom to call the ambulance. Like I was like, call 911. I can't breathe. Something's wrong. Um, it was the hardest thing I've ever had to do. Um, but I, it's, I'm glad I did it. Um, it's the hardest decision I've you know had to make. And I did feel super bad that like people were yelling at Kaylin and I was like, but I just felt like I had to get the truth out there because I was getting just like, it went beyond Oh Blake's a fuck boy. Like whatever, if that was the case, I don't care if people think that, but it was Blake's a f- basically a sexual predator who silences women. Like yeah. that's the way the show edited me. And I think the show, I mean, I know the show went too far. Like I know producers who are like, yeah, the show, like they've told me like they just took it too far. I heard that too. But when is that actually going to stop? Yeah, exactly. Stop them. But this episode, this season of Paradise, I remember talking with some friends and they were like, before I went on and they're like, be careful. This season's going to be really, really hard because they're going to be really brutal and ruthless because Alon's gone and they're all fighting for that top spot. So basically you had four producers who were vying to see who could do, you know, who could get the most, whatever, storyline, the craziest narrative and get Alon's spot. And, get Alon's spot. and so... A lot of people knew going in that this season was going to be shit show, and it was a shit show. Yeah, yeah, it was. It's like a, it was like a known thing, you know. And it was a shit show. Like, name one person who didn't have a villain edit. I think Dylan maybe was the only one who didn't. I bet Dylan still had the like kind of like uh, needy. Yeah, um... exactly. And that was a lot of the edit too. Yeah, he got edited that way. So it was just like, like I don't know anybody who walked out of Paradise better than they Everyone came in. Ha- I mean, JPJ. Derek, they had their even Tasha had that Tasha like mean girl, mean girl thing. Christina, with like nobody. Yeah, that yeah. was actually when you think about it, no yeah. one. I guess Katie Mo, but you know, but then there's those people that are like, oh, she's immature and can't. Mm-hmm. I had her on the podcast a few weeks ago. Oh yeah, yeah, she told me about that. 
that season was just a shit show. <laughs> you know, like, the more I hear bad. about it, I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah. But before I forget, okay, so you finish filming. There's obviously time between the show airing and everything. Like, did you ever have a conversation with Kaylin in that time where you were like, what's going to happen here? Kind of. So when I got back home, I started hearing things. Um, I would talk to Demi. I talked to Tasha. I talked to some others. And so I was like, wait, wait, hold on. Like what? That's, that's what she's saying. So I remember reaching out to take or to Kaylin texting, just texting. And at her last text to me before the episode aired was I told nothing or I, I could wish I could go back and look, but it was something to the effect of I told nothing but the truth or something like that. That was literally the last text message to me. Yeah. So, and maybe she felt, I don't know. I, I've tried to really position myself in a, like a position of empathy. Um, and I do have a lot of empathy for Caitlin because they fucked with her the first three days. Like I've never seen somebody get fucked with. Like, we just had Clay on my podcast, Behind the Rose podcast. Yeah, um, we'll talk and, about it. <laughs> No plug. <laughs> and Clay told us about how they he wanted to take Kaylin on his date. He had the second date and the producers wouldn't let him. They were like, no, like, no, you know. And it turns out that was the night she blew up in my face. But they had her completely isolated. Mm. They made her, they had her come down the stairs last so that like it would just get in her head. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember they wouldn't let her. She was always alone, surrounded by producers, always. And it was really unfair to her. It was. It was unfair to her. She, they made her think that I was basically talking shit about her on the beach. That's basically how they made her feel, which wasn't happening. You're probably like, dude, I didn't even really. Like, no, it was like, that's why I, I was so we shocked. Chill. Yeah, that's why I was so just shook when she was saying those things to me. But, you know, they got her riled up and they did. They got her riled up for three days in the hotel and another three days on the beach. Yeah, you know? think of all this stuff they were putting in her oh. brain before she even got to the beach. I guarantee you they made her hate me before she got on that beach yeah they made me they made her just that's why if you look back some of the things she was saying like like some monster he treats women like garbage i think was like you know they had her saying like some really fucked up shit you know and it was yeah and it was and i I, uh, maybe one day me and caitlin will sit down and talk about all this um but like i have a lot of empathy to her because i know they 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 uh they got to her too i mean okay it was pretty obvious the reunion sucked i think I mean, you obviously had the hot seat and it. Yeah, which I knew, of course. Yeah. I knew I was going to get the hot seat, but I will admit that I went into par- or went into the post-show, whatever you want, reunion, thinking I was going to get some apologies because so many people had apologized to me. Um, so I thought I was going to get some apologies. No, I really did. please. I Blake, come I, on. I had so many people, though, that had reached out. No one is going to do on camera what they do behind the scenes so i was again blindsided mm. um i couldn't believe that not a single person was like caitlin why did you say the things you did when they weren't true not a single person at one point i think chris harrison did turn to caitlin and actually said why did you lie i don't know if that got aired but they she he was the only person to really ask her um but it was just i was just like shocked that like not a single and the reason so clay and chris Bukowski were in the back. They were in the trailer. They were not out there for my hot seat because they would have said something. But then they knew that. You know how like before the reunion, you'll sit in the trailer and they'll be yeah. like, they'll ask you, what do you think about JPJ and Tasha? What do you think? So I'm sure those guys were like, oh, I think what Caitlin did was fucking ridiculous. So they like, kept them in the trailer. So they kept them in the trailer. They weren't in the, the crowd during my hot seat so they couldn't say anything. Um, it was frustrating hearing, you know, Mike Johnson and Derek basically like try to force an apology out of me. And I, 
thankfully I stood my ground, but I was like, I'm not going to apologize for defending myself. Like I'm not going to do it. And I think you always have a few people up there who like know they're only going to get screen time if they say something they say, ridiculous. Uh, yeah. yeah. So I think Anyeka told me like, go fuck myself or something. And I was like, okay. And then I think Annalise was like, be a man. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, but, and it was, it was hard because I was getting attacked like the whole time, but I stood in there. I took it. Um, and I tried to like, I tried to stay as like empathetic. I didn't want to come off like super aggressive and like angry, even though I kind of was, um, but I'll never forget. I, I, I finished my hot seat and I went to the back and just fucking just started bawling. Like just started crying. Like I was just like all of it. I just went to the back. Like one of the producers was trying to get me to sit back down. And I was literally like jerked away and ran to the back. Um, and was just like bawling because I was like, what the fuck just happened? Like, I was just in shock. And I remember they had, they made me go back to my chair, my seat. And I sat in my seat and I just like stared at the ground for like the whole rest of the time. And I had people come up to me afterwards because the crowd can like interact, you know, and they were like, I thought you were going to pass out. You know, they're like, I, I thought you were like, you looked so miserable. And I was like, I was just beaten. Exhausted. And that's the one, you know, you think back and you like, what if, like, what if I said this? What if I said that? Like I literally, my first like five or six therapy sessions after that was trying to like work through the what ifs because I would replay that reunion so many times in my head, just over and over and what I should have said, what I could have said. Um, so it was really hard for me to like move on, move past. Um, because I felt like that was a time for me to like kind of get my voice heard and I really wasn't able to do that you got kind of bulldozed again yeah exactly and the and the show didn't do that and even if I would have it probably wouldn't have made air like even if I would have you know so then after the reunion I'm assuming because you say I hope we can talk about this one day that you and Kaylin have not no me and Kaylin have not talked since the not not released text messages yeah that's the last time we talked, unless you count the reunion. Um, so no, we haven't talked. We haven't chatted. Me and Dean have here and there. Um, you still like Dean's posts. So yeah, I, I have, and I, I said this and he told me that he texted me after these text messages. He's like, man, I'm sorry. I have to do this, but I have to defend my girlfriend. And I was like, man, you do it. I was like, I don't blame you for that. Um, and I think the difference between him and like some other people, he never made it personal where like other people like, Nick Vial said some really personal things. Oh, of course. Um, and there were some other people. Yeah, there were some others who like said some super personal things where, you know, it was like, well, I hung out with him one time and he said this and acted this way. Like, and so, but Dean never did that. The only thing he was like mad about was the text message or whatever. And I'll never, like, I'll, I respect him for sticking for his girlfriend. I was like, do you do, he literally apologized. Like, sorry, I have to do this, but I have to stick up for my girlfriend. I was like, I got you, man. I expect so that. I've never had a problem with Dean and like, I remember being on that beach and talking to Kaylin's producer and being like, they look great together. Like, I think Kaylin and Dean are going to end up like they're both weirdly they're the nonchalant and weirdly like, make fun of each other. But like, I can tell they're super into each other. And I remember being like, I think that's going to work. And the producers were like, I oh, know we didn't see it coming. So that was I'm not shocked that they're still together. And like, I think they are great together. OK, so you did therapy after the show. So much therapy. Um. It took me a while to find like a good therapist, like you know, because everybody thinks you have that like to a therapist. Shop for them, yeah, literally. Like everybody thinks therapy is therapy, <laughs> I had and it like doesn't matter who you go to. Therapist after the Bachelor, because I couldn't find <laughs> the right one. <laughs> yeah, so I finally was able to find the right one, and I'll give the show a shout out here. They're getting better with mental health. They're way behind. You know, they're get like they should have been where they are now ten years ago. Mm -hmm. But they're getting better, um, and they checked in on me 
God knows how many times a therapist from Machination called me. God knows how many times um, they, what's the word I'm looking for? They referred me to a lot of different therapists. You know, it's one of those things, <laughs> like they're the reason I'm fucked up. They're like, let's try and, you know. That's new. Yeah. So th- I think they realized with me, like how bad I was and like the position I was in. Like I, I mean, there was times when I would just like, yeah, turn off my phone and I would, you know, be in bed for five days and they'd have to do a wellness check on me, you know, that kind of thing. Like I was in a really bad spot and I've never been depressed. Like I've never been depressed. And I've always thought depression, it's so sad. I thought this way, but I thought it was more of like a rub dirt on it, you know, walk it off. And that is not the case. Like people who fight, you know, um, anxiety and live with anxiety every day and fight depression. They're the strongest people alive because I literally couldn't get out of bed. It was, and even, and I'm a very like physical, like person. I, I'm huge into physical health and I love working out. And my family was just like terrified for happening? me because yeah. yes, because I couldn't even get out of bed to do like a push up or to walk, you know, like jog. But I just felt like I couldn't, like I felt the whole world was on, you know, was, was on my shoulders and, Everybody I had met over the last year, two years had lied to me, lied about me, stabbed me in the back, used me, set me up. And I just felt, I just lost faith. That's, that's what it is. I lost faith in humans. It was really hard for me to turn that around. And I'm sure other people lose faith in, you know, you don't have to go on a television show to lose faith. You know, your significant other cheats on you. You get lied by your best friend lies to you. Like, Everybody loses faith at some point, and I lost faith. Just on a massive scale. Exactly. And I was at rock, rock bottom. Um, therapy, I finally found a good therapist, um, and she helped a ton. Um, and time, time helps, obviously, slowly but surely. Um, but I would go to therapy twice a week. It'd be like the only time I would get up and go. And yeah, and I did that for a long time. I'm still doing it, not as often, thankfully. It's like every other week. Um yeah. And I slowly just got better and got better. And I, I wrote a post the other day about it and um, I'd gained like 20 pounds. You know, I lost all my muscle mass because like two months in bed, yeah. basically bed rest. And I slowly one day I was like, it was a really bad day for me. And like, I was like on the verge of like, just really bad. And I'll never forget. I like decided for some reason, like something inside me was like emotional. I like got out of bed and I like walked outside and like walked down to like the local Walgreens and bought a Gatorade. And I think that like saved my life because it was just that like walk. It was just that yeah. like fresh air and it like changed me. And then the next day I got up and I walked further and then the next day I walked up and I got further. And so I was able to just slowly, like it's not an overnight thing. And a lot of people think it is and you're no. not going to feel better overnight, but I like slowly like started to work out again and yeah, and got better and better. And then, yeah, I'm at a good place now. That's obviously. scary shit. Yeah. And you know, and I you still, like I still fight it every once in a while. I still have bad days and good days. Now the bad days aren't nearly as bad. Um, but yeah, you still have a day where you're like, something's wrong with me and you feel that like, you know, pressure and you're like, what's happening? Like, why do I feel this way? So. So I've been there as you know, mm-hmm. I hear so many people who have been there, but what's interesting with you is like when people ask you, would you ever do it again? You don't really say no. You kind of say like, uh. would I ever do the show again? Yeah, like you say, you know, all of this sounds so fucking terrible, mm-hmm. but you still seem like open. Um, I think part of me, I'm so fucking stubborn. I'm like, I'm not gonna let the show win. I'm not gonna let the trolls win. You know, mm-hmm. um, I don't want to let you know, like, 
those that peep those people and it's not it is minorities are always the loudest you know i just didn't want them to win i didn't want them to know that they really got to me you know so like part of me is like and i do like i said i still very much believe that you can find somebody in the show it's fucked up what this environment is like i've i've fallen in love i've seen people fall in love but i don't know if i could be open and vulnerable again in that environment i don't I just, think you ever could i think i could no i just don't think i could so i think I, if i ever was like two three years from now and i'm like there's you know for some reason they call me or whatever and i'm like let's just even say like i'm like you know you can't really tell who people are from the show but if i'm like yeah i watched the show and i think she'd be great i think i'd get down there and i just like freeze up when i just like well and you'd be staring at like everything that every camera person is doing yeah. and like yeah exactly everything and like a producer being like you know or she or even the girl being like i'm into you and i'm like did the producer make you say that like are you into me because the producer you know so i don't i just don't know i don't know how dean did it that was dean's fifth show or chris bukowski i don't know this is his ninth show like how even like me, you know, I had the worst experience ever, mm -hmm. could not ever go back. And then for the even the goat episode, literally, I knew it was maybe going to be like a 30 minute interview that would be taken down. I mean, I got much longer than most people. I think mine was probably like Yours six great, minutes. Yeah. But it's like before, you know, they, they said, OK, we're going to start filming. I was doing these like deep breaths and I'm sitting here and I, 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 I had so much anxiety. I was literally shaking because that's just the response that just being in this situation again brings, right? The show messes you up. <laughs> it really does. And that's why it's like, I can't imagine one year out and I'm like, yeah, sure. I'll do paradise. I, I would go there and literally, I would just combust. I wouldn't even know. Oh, this year, there's no, like, they asked, of course, you know, they called me and I literally, I ignored the phone call. And then she texted me and was like, hey, we'd love to, like, talk to you about Paradise. I was like, you guys fucked me up so bad last, this literally was, I said, you guys fucked me up so bad last time. I, there's no way I'm coming on this year. And she was like, okay. Okay, um, sorry. Yeah, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I'm always one to say never say never, but I mean, it would take a lot. It's just that environment and yeah, it's so hard. Like, okay, so after all of this who do you still consider a close friend yeah um people always one of the questions too i get asked a lot is like what did you learn from all of this you know and one of the biggest things i don't learned was like everyone. yeah don't trust a soul no <laughs> one of the biggest things i learned though is like who my real friends are you know and that's weirdly enough that's very valuable in Master Nation Totally. because yeah people you know there are certain people who will use your clout if you will like everybody was my friend coming off bachelorette you know everybody oh, was my totally. friend because they were like can i get a picture with you and post it on my social oh, and then, totally. you know you love my engagement and so i didn't you know i was so far like i wasn't in the influencer world like even a little bit i was selling beer with like 300 followers that like i didn't get that and i was just all like delight and i was like oh my god like everybody's friendly everybody's friendly and um so yeah, I very quickly found out, you know, like Jay always had Jay and Caitlin, mm -hmm. uh, Kevin and Astrid very much had my back. And, and when I say this, have my back, I mean publicly, because yeah. like that took a lot of balls to publicly have my back. Of course. And even if a lot of people knew that I was in the right, you know, like it was still hard to be like, go against a woman, you know, um, which I understand. Um, but like, yeah, those four were publicly um, had my back. There was a lot of people privately. Um, a lot of people on the, in the, you know, on the beach that had my back privately, um, but ne didn't necessarily say anything publicly. And it's like, you know, it is what it is, I guess, you know, it's like, I don't hate them. <laughs> like, I don't think they're bad people. Cause like, I get it. You want to protect your brand, protect your image. 
Um, but it is frustrating sometimes, you know, especially when you say something privately and then not a word publicly. Yeah. But oh, Demi, Demi, Demi actually apologized publicly, um, which was huge. And I have a lot of respect for Demi because of that. She literally apologized publicly. Um, so that was, I thought that was fantastic. Um, okay. A few life questions. Okay. Faye Mason said, would you ever move away from Denver? Um, yeah, absolutely. I think I love Denver and I own, I own this place that I'm in now about four years, but so I'd always keep it. Um, but I am totally open to like trying a new city out and new country for even that, you know, like I, yeah, totally. I would, I'd love traveling and I, I enjoy like meeting new people and like making new friends and stuff. So I would totally try out. I would just have to be a reason to, you know, so. Sarah Kingsley said, I want to know about his career as a DJ. Did he ever think about it before guest DJing for Caitlin? <laughs> Good question. Um, so I was, it was so funny because when I told friends and family that have known me a really long time that I was like, you know, what? I'm going to give this DJing thing a shot. They were like, not surprised at all they were like <laughs> yeah. not shocked at all because i am always the guy who was like controlling music at parties and i'm always the guy just the dj dancing the like an idiot yeah thing, exactly yeah. or the dj in the car and i always get like the new music before it's like super cool you know and so when i told especially my sister and my mom they were like this is so up your alley like it's not even funny and so <laughs> but i will admit like i didn't buy like the actual like did you know the deck if you will the dj deck until um caitlin's right podcast tour and i had so much fun doing it and it was such a rush that i was like eh, there might be something Should here I you know doing something i was like this? hold on <laughs> and I, what happened was what was really cool so my buddy eric who i'm doing the podcast with and he's been a friend of mine for a really long time he has a lot of connections in the music world he um i met dj silver through eric and dj silver happened to watch my posts and know and all my stories and all that and he was starting a dj label and he reached out to me ran pretty randomly and he was like man like your stage presence and your energy is something people can't teach like i can teach you to dj to be a good dj but like your stage presence your you know the way you are on stage like i can't teach that so he's like i want a celebrity dj on my label like quote unquote celebrity you know right. what i mean and with, and they're like with a platform like yours like let's do it like I want to sign you as a DJ and I was like fuck it I was like let's do it what are you gonna do now what okay so the podcast which okay here here's your time <laughs> thank you You've this is the only reason I came on Olivia three <laughs> times to talk about the podcast <laughs> so fucking talk about it <laughs> no um so this podcast is something I've wanted to do for a while so there's a honky tonk it's one of the last like real honky tonks in America um, called the Grizzly Rose here in Denver, and it's huge. Like every artist, musician has all has played there with it before they got big. And um, they had they used to have a podcast called Behind the Rose, but they kind of like that was like four years ago, and they kind of let it go by the wayside. So hadn't been an episode in two years, and so my buddy Eric had an idea. He's like, let's revamp this. Let's do Behind the Rose. You know, with the Bachelor meets country music meets pop culture. Um, He's has a ton of relationships with like every country artist like that. He's the reason stagecoach happened. Like I should be mad at Eric. <laughs> he, he gave me the artist passes for stagecoach. I was like hanging out with Jason Aldean on his bus. Me and Sam Hunt were buddies. Like, yeah, I went to it's Dan and Shay. I became close with Dan called me during paradise and was like, are you doing okay? You know, like it's, it was crazy. Yeah. So like I have all these relationships with musicians. Um, and so it's just kind of like led into tomorrow. I'm doing a podcast with Lindsay L. Like it's just kind of led into like, country artists, musicians, bachelor, but like also with like a mental health focus and like how musicians deal with pressure and stress and living on the road. Yeah, it's a lot of fun and it's called Behind the Rose Podcast. Go check it out, guys. So we should we just end it now because you finally yeah, yeah, talk, you. I okay, made bye. you talk for an hour before. <laughs>
<laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> no, can I have a few more questions, please, sir? <laughs> okay, there was gossip. Like, you talked about this, that you were dating someone. I was an idiot. Again. What fucking... were you thinking? Well, I, I said it so casually. And, like, all I said was, like, the question was something like, are you dating again? And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, I am dating. And, like, I'm excited about this girl I've met. And, and all of a sudden, it was like, Blake is in a relationship. He's I was like, what is happening? <laughs> I, was like, I was, like, getting tagged and things. like. But, like, you're not anymore. Um, No. Uh, no. Guys, I am single as a Pringle. He's a Pringle. <laughs> so then someone wanted to know, uh, okay, what is he looking for now, relationship-wise? Does he want to get married soon or stay single? <laughs> <laughs> um, I have never, I think it was the way I was like raised kind of and like the people I was around. Like I was never somebody who was like, I need to be married by like 30. I need to be married at 35. Like I never was that person. Um, and my family is always now they've changed their tune a little bit. But my family was always, yeah, my family was always like, don't you get married young because my parents got married young. My grandparents got married young and all of them, you know, divorced and like, don't you marry young? Don't do it. Don't do it. And now they're kind of like, fucking get married. And I want grandkids. Please, <laughs> so like their like, tunes, make it happen. Thank you. Yeah, their, their tunes changed a little bit. Um, but I've never felt the pressure to like get married. Like I never felt like I need to get married now or and then have kids when I'm blah, blah, blah. so like, yes, of course I want a family like a lot. And maybe I want we could amend Blake's. the question to, does he want a serious relationship or to stay single? Um, no, I, I'm, I would love, uh, you know, a, a relationship. Um, but yeah, I'm not going to like, rush in anything i'm not gonna what's it gonna take like what what is it gonna be if you figure it out you let me know like who is she you know everybody always asks me like well, would you do you only date in bachelor nation or do you only date celebrities it's like no but people in this world understand this world and they're not gonna be weird like i've i've dated a girl who it didn't work because she was like i don't want to go public with you like i don't want to go public because i don't want to deal with that and i'm like okay like i I get it. It's part of my life now. I've had had conversations that I never thought I'd have, you know, like when I go on a date and I'm like, people might take pictures of us and we might be on us weekly. People might take pictures of us. And we might be on Reddit, like whatever, you know? Um, so it's, a, uh, yeah, it's a weird thing to date now. Oh, Ashita, that's your question. Okay. Oh, Eliza Bishop. Would she, would you do dancing with the stars if you could? Absolutely. I, I will never forget. I did this. I did an interview right literally the morning after, after the final rose with Becca and the, one of the reporters asked me, like, would you do Dancing with the Stars? And I, like, laughed it off because I didn't realize you could go on Dancing with the Stars from The Bachelor. <laughs> yeah, I was like, wait, I was just on this stupid show and you're, like, you're telling me I can go on Dancing with the Stars? <laughs> and I remember, like, laughing it off during the interview and being like, oh, I wish, you know, whatever. And then I got off and I like, looked at the producer and I was like, wait, is that an option? And they're like, yeah. And I was like, what? I can go on Dancing with I the would, Stars? I you know? nominate myself. I volunteer a tribute. Yeah, exactly. I was I like, what do. do I need to do? I will do. <laughs> So absolutely, I would do that. It'd be so much fun. Okay, last one. This could get very deep. Amanda said, what is the one thing, or maybe several, can't limit you there, the one thing or several things he wishes everyone knew about him? I mean, I'll, first I'll give like a not serious answer. And the answer is like, I'm fun. Like <laughs> yeah. I'm not always fucking depressed and stressed out. Like you've seen on television, you know, literally though, like I know you, we've hung out in public. Like I we know, have fun. Very fun. <laughs> so like <laughs> that would be one. Like, I remember, um, I hung out with somebody. I can't remember who it was from paradise. And they were like, man, like you're a blast. And I was like, you literally met me in the worst. When my life isn't imploding yes. and I'm not crying all the time, I promise <laughs> I'm cool. 
<laughs> you've been in the worst two weeks of my life man like i'm bound to get better you know oh my god so like yeah i think people think that i'm just like this ball of emotion and i cry and i'm sad all the time and it's That's like no, i'm actually a pretty go lucky guy um so that'd be something uh and maybe like something more i guess i'm looking for like a deep answer here dig deep in there try to find something there's nothing in there <laughs> there's just nothing but fun <laughs> i got a podcast <laughs> Behind the road. Hey guys, I'm doing a podcast. Um, I'm DJ. Um, gosh, I don't, I don't know, honestly. What? Okay. Was one circle thing. back. I'll week. circle back. Tell you what, I'll, I'll think about it. <laughs> oh well, this has been a joy. It's always fun. It's been a while since we. Last time I saw you was when you were in Denver, right? I know. It's been a long time. How about the show? Like, kind of apologizing to you. Oh, Did you ever think that would happen? Literally, can we talk about that for a sec? That, I, I still am was flabbergasted because it's so funny. They're like, okay, we really want to make things better, but you know, you're like, fuck off, like, <laughs> really, you know. I always compare in my head. I've never said this out loud, so <laughs> this isn't. But like, I always compare like the producers and the show like being like it's almost like an abusive husband you know like partner or like okay like you have a dad that like beats a son beats a son but then serves him dinner and is like see i'm a good dad i'm like that's not how it works like you, you can't be beat me down as <laughs> badly then... as you did and like thank you for not honestly here i am like you haven't talked to me for four years like okay probably thank you because that would not have been a productive conversation but okay. i certainly was like uh, what? Yeah. When? Because even I, like I filmed it, right? And I'm like, okay, I said all these things, but like, who knows how it's gonna look? I had no clue that Ben was gonna be so cool. Like, I had yeah. talked to him beforehand, and he was the one that was like, I think you should do this. But by oh. no means did I think he was gonna come on and like you know tell everyone mm -hmm. to be cool to me. But even like just watching the way it was presented and how they gave me so much time and like. I just could not believe it, yeah. but it, but honestly, like it felt like such a like I was carrying just so much. Like that was going to be my question. Like, did you feel better? Free. Afterwards? Like I really? literally felt like I could float away. Like all of this bullshit I've been carrying for five. Because this shit stays with you. It's really hard oh. to not get apologies when you feel like you deserve them or like not get acknowledgement or any of that. Like it's very hard to just move on when you feel like you've been wronged and no one cares and like you can't talk about it. I know and like people, like I hear people all the time and I'm sure I'll get a ton of DMs after this that are like, fucking stop talking about it. You know, like we all blah, 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 blah. And it's like, it was a big moment in my life and obviously people wanna know about it. Um, and so yeah, it's, it's like hard when a dra something dramatic like that happens in your life and then you're, first told contractually obligated not to talk about it mm. um and then when you do talk about it you know it's you even when i still like talking to you like i still get emotional about it like of i still course. get emotional of and so yeah it's you know it's it's hard and i get it people maybe are sick of hearing about it and i think the show i was just gonna say that i think the show took some good step like i think they showed progress with what they did with you, you oh know? totally like, no like i think, I, yeah. I give them props i think deep down like these are people I hadn't talked to in years right so I'm I'm listening to them and I'm like okay like really but I do believe that they they know they went too far and I'm sure they agree in in your case as well 
um, and that they do need to find ways to like make a show, but also make sure that these people, you know, I'm hearing too many stories from people who like, I don't think people comprehend the depth of the, the dark that, that people go into unless they talk about it. Like, you know, you getting emotional, you seeing I can't get out of bed and I literally walking to Walgreens, like was the life moment for me. Like people don't grasp when we talk about how hard it is. Oh, poor you. Like this exactly. shit's hard. And, and I, I, I hope that they grasp it and I hope that they can balance making a show and also one, not completely alienating some cast members, but also making sure that like we're okay after it, even if you do. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, I think that's one of the biggest things is like, it's almost like they chew you up and spit you out onto the mm -hmm. next, you know? Um, I'd like yeah. I said, I think they're taking steps in the right direction. I'd, I'd like, I'm not here to just bash the show all the time. Cause I know their job is hard. And I know it's hard to make a good television show and like not ruin people's lives. Um, but I think it's just getting so much worse with social media and so much worse with how polarized, like popular, like people are, I mean, Tyler, one show, 2 million followers, you know, like it's just getting every season is going to be more like the, just every season. Somebody's going to be, it's only gonna get bigger. you know, and so, yeah. And so I think the show is they're behind still, but like, I think they're at least showing and like acknowledging the bullying and they're acknowledging like the mental health aspect of things. And I hope they don't start taking steps backwards and stuff. Let's keep them accountable. Yeah, because I do get the poor, poor me all the time. It's like, oh, oh you're well, an influencer now. You don't have a real job. Like me too. Uh, you know? I mean, I get that all the time. But all I know is what I experienced. I don't need to explain it. And my family saw it. My friends saw it. I don't need to like validate the fucking shithole that I was in afterwards yeah it's hard like i watch the show in a different lens now and i worried for people that's like, oh why God, i always try to people. reach out because it's just like mm -hmm. no matter if i agree with with something or not like i can only imagine yeah. the, the what people are going through and like you gotta support but that's like a cool thing that we can do now like i i get asked like do you regret going on the show and i'm like listen i've become this weird like wise person in machination like i had so many girls from peter season reach out to me and be like I'm fucking miserable. Everybody hates. What do I do? You know, and I've able to, I've been able to like help people, and like so that's a weird gift that's been bestowed upon me. Yeah, but I'm proud of you, dude. Well, thank you. I'm proud of you. And thanks we, for having me on. We done did it. We if done you, did if it. If you want me to come on your podcast, like please let me know. Like you're not. <laughs> I thought that obligated. was already understood. <laughs> you're not obligated, but like if you want, I would I'm love open. you on my podcast. <laughs> you're a thousand percent gonna be on my podcast. We could just cry together. <laughs> oh, I cry almost every time I talk about this bullshit. So. I know, I know. Same. Okay, Balake. Um, is your Instagram still Balake? It is Balake .h. Um, Yeah, and then I don't even tweet, so don't follow me there. And um, yeah, behind the rose podcast, and come see me DJ one of these days for your Zoom DJ parties. <laughs> You need to come when things open oh. back up. I'm telling you what. No, actually, I don't think stagecoach is going to happen next of year. Of really course don't. not. No. no, I really don't. I had so many questions from people that were like, is he okay without stagecoach? <laughs> so stupid. I love when people are like, are you going to go back to stagecoach? Like, yes. It was of course. The music festival didn't ruin my life. The, the, the festival did not hurt me. <laughs> yes, my behavior people. at the music festival. <laughs> like He'll go back to stagecoach. It's okay. you damn right. Honey. All right, Balake. All right. Thanks, Olivia. Good Peace out. Peace out. Bye. Bye. Bye.